You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. I'm excited about today because you never get to uh, you never get to share a message at the first Sunday of the year ever again in that year. So this is the first message that I will ever begin be able to preach in 2020. And I'm so excited, but that also brings a whole bunch of like, what am I going to talk about? You know, there's so many things. And so I was, I was uh, looking and I was like, God, what, what should I talk about? And, and I was like, well, maybe I can talk about a harvest season, right? Because I believe it's, it's been spoken over this church that we are stepping into a harvest season that, uh, and so I was like, maybe I can talk about the harvest season and how, and just how God is faithful and the harvest season is the hardest season actually, but we just keep grinding and keep, and God's going to, and I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And so I was like, God, what, what do you want me to talk about? And so uh, I stumbled upon a verse that, that I've read many times, but I think it's very fitting for today. If you're into confirmation, actually, uh, Janice had shared it with the rally uh, this morning. And so um, it's found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. If you don't have your Bibles, we got it right there for you. And um, my Lord, I I actually don't know if I can read that. Um, So I got all my notes. So, But Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. Uh, This is God. He's speaking through to a man. For the people of Israel by the name of uh, Isaiah. And uh, during this time period when this was written, uh, God, he didn't speak to everyone. Thank God he does now. Come on. But but back then he only spoke to what they would call prophets. And Isaiah was a prophet. And this is what God is speaking to Isaiah for his people Israel. He says this. Again, this is God speaking. You got to understand the, the magnitude of this. He says, this is God. For I am about to do something new. I love that. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? It will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. This morning, I, I want to talk to you briefly from the subject. First, series, first message of the year. I want to talk to you from... The subject, blessings and blisters. Blessings and blisters. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, I thank you so much again for your faithfulness to uh, discovery, to your church, to your people. God, I thank you that it is not by accident that we are meeting here today. Father, I thank you that this is the next stepping stone of what you're wanting to do in discovery. So, Father, right now, I pray that you would just be Uh, That we would just acknowledge you in our midst this morning. Holy Spirit, there is no way that I can uh, articulate what every person in this room needs to hear. But I know that you can. And so I pray that you would do your job this morning. That we would leave here changed. Not for our own benefit. But so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone say it. Amen, amen. Hey, one more thing. This is the first Sunday of 2020, and so I believe what we start today will take us through this year. And so what we set up as culture for today, as far as talking back, responding, saying amen, preach, preacher, uh, whatever, choose your own adventure, like it sets the stage 
for what's going to happen going forward. And so I say that because I want you guys to lean in and engage as we jump into this message. So in high school, I played football. Okay, so I know what you're thinking. I, I know what you're thinking. You're like, you look like a football player, John. Like, yeah, don't laugh because then I know that you think I'm lying. And, and so like, like John, like you, you're just, you're tall, you're athletic. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> not, 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 not now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're just going to have fun. Uh, so I played high school uh, football. I was not good. I just wanted to, like, I was actually, I was pretty horrible. I, I was not, I was not the athletic, t- I was just playing football for the perks. Come on. I was just, there were a lot of perks for playing football in high school, and so I was like, I just, you know, I'm going to associate with the football players, even if I never see the field, I'm just going to be there, and I'm, uh, like, I'm going to have my jersey on game day, walking around the hall, like, with my number, and, and, uh, and so that was me. I remember so- uh, sophomore year, uh, the whole team, they were into these red Reeboks. I, I played at Montgomery High School. Let's go Vikings. Nobody cares, right? Like nobody cares. <laughs> Too much information. Um, so the, we had these red Reeboks high top that everyone, everybody, the whole team wanted. They zipped up and they were just really, they were just, oh, right? So everybody was getting them all, like my, the star running back and the star quarterback, they're all, everyone got them. So I was like, I'm going to get me some too. Right? It makes, it makes sense. It only makes sense. And so, so I got, I got these, these shoes, and the whole team got these red Reebok <coughs> uh, shoes, and they were brand new. And I remember one time during the practice, the coach said, hey, guys, make sure that before game day, you put on your new cleats and break them in. Because if you don't, you're going to pay for it. So everyone was like, whoa, 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 whatever. I remember thinking, like, I'm not going to get grass stains on my new cleats, right? Like, when I get grass stains on my new cleats, it will be on game day when I'm standing on the sideline, whatever. <laughs> but I'm going to look good standing on the sideline. <laughs> and and so, so, so people, like, they, they put on their cleats during practice. They were breaking them in and running, and, and their feet were sore a little bit. But come game day, like, their shoes were broken in. Except for mine. I remember after the game, just from standing on the sideline, taking my shoes off and my feet being in so much pain. I I remember having blisters on my feet because I'm flat-footed as it is. And and I just remember the pain... That, I, that came with my new cleats and how I didn't break them in. I actually remember, like, the next day, like, thinking to myself, man, I just want to throw these things away. I just want my old cleats back. I just want those ones that, like, are broken in and flexible and they just hang like that. Like, I just want those ones back. Like, I don't even want these new cleats anymore. And here's why I'm telling you this story about my new cleats. It's because I think that if we're not careful, when we step into something new, 
if we only understand new as being blessing, the moment something happens, we look at it and we look at the blisters that are associated with the new and we're like, oh, these things are broken. I don't want these things anymore. I just want the old things back. And if we're not careful, we associate the new with blisters rather than blessings. See, at the moment I was done with the gam, I looked at my cleats and I was like, these are no longer a blessing to me. I no longer saw them as a new blessing. I saw them as new thing that caused blisters on my feet. And I think it's very easy that if we're not careful, that we need to identify new, not just with blessings, but understand there's a period where you got to break things in just a little bit. And it's a bit uncomfortable. It's a little bit hard, but it's necessary. See, I think God has so much for you guys in 2020. He has so many new things for your life. A couple people, amen. <laughs> so many new things for your life, relationally, financially, come on, and your marriage. There's so many new things that he wants to do. But if you're not careful, the moment the blisters start popping up, my fear is that you go back to the old. That you're like, it's easier when my shoes were comfortable and flexible. And so this morning, I just want to shed some light on the new, the practicalities of new. In fact, this is a great opportunity because we're in a new space this morning. And uh, this idea of new, hashtag blessed, we're like, man, this is amazing. But I'm sure that there's some of you in here this morning who you lost sight of the blessing of the new, and you begin to look at the blisters, even though this is the first Sunday. Ooh, there's not three sections for me to sit in. I typically sit on the left section. And there's only one section now. You're laughing because that was you probably. Ugh, they're putting coffee outside. Oh, I remember the good old days when coffee was in the lobby where it should be. I remember when the next step station was at the bar in, at the bar, what? <laughs> it was a wet bar. <laughs> Fill out a connection card, right? Like, <laughs> focus, John. But it's very easy to begin to look at new, what this should be a blessing. But instead of looking at the blessing, begin to look at the blisters. In fact, this is actually what, what, what God is like speaking about in Isaiah chapter 43, this idea of new. In fact, I think that this passage that we read at the very beginning, it identifies two reasons why new can sometimes just feel so uncomfortable. And so what I want us to do for the last next couple moments together is just to break down and to give you, for those of you that are taking notes, 
the two discomforts of new, the two discomforts of new. And I believe that if we can identify these things, then we can, we can understand when it's happening. We can be like, hey, that's happening, and then catch it quickly. And so, uh, so here it is, Isaiah 43. It starts off, God starts off saying, uh, for I, let's see, for I'm about to do something new. So right off the bat, I think we should pause and understand this idea that God loves new. That God has something new for you. That God has something better for you. That God sees something better for you. Right off the bat, he says, for I see something new. For, for I'm about to do something new in your life. How many of you guys can, can say, God, I want something new in my life? God, I want something better in my life. God, I, I, I appreciate what you've done for me in the past, but I want something new, something better. Guess what? God is a God of new. He wants to do something new in your life and in my life, in this church. He wants to do something new. And so I think it's important to establish the fact that God wants to do something new in our lives. He, he says, for I'm about to do something new. He's, he, he's letting uh, the, the readers know I want to do something new. And then he goes, he goes into what I think is identifying two discomforts of new. And I really believe the reason why he wants to ident identify these, these areas is because, again, comfortable becomes very desirable. Comfortable becomes very desirable. And so here he goes. He says, for I'm about to do something new. And then he goes on to say this. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I've already begun. Do you not see it? So for all of you note takers, the first one, discomfort number one, invisibility. Invisibility. See, new can go from blessing to blisters when new doesn't look like how you expected it to look like. New goes from blessings to blisters when what you've been desiring doesn't show up in the manner that you were hoping for it to show up in. And God is like, he, he, he's saying, um, and, and this is how God works a lot of the times too, is this idea that a lot of the time, God is working behind the scenes before you even know he's doing something. And so he go. I love how he says this. He has so much swagger, I feel like. He, he says, for I've already begun. Like he's like, I'm doing something new. Oh, by the way, I've already begun. I've already started. And then it's like he throws like this sarcasm. Don't you see it? Like, I've already begun doing something in your life. This idea that God, whatever you're believing new for, as long as it aligns up with God's desire for your life, if you don't see it ahead of you, you can be sure that he's working behind the scenes getting it ready. He's like, don't you, I'm already begun. Don't you see that I'm already doing something? Can't you? No, I can't tell. Well, that's good. See, because I think invisibility builds godly character. 
Because in the midst of not being able to see, you still got to be obedient. In the midst of not being able to see, I still got to be obedient. And it's building character. That even though I don't see it, God, even though the, the new thing that I'm wanting, that spouse, that not a new spouse if you're married already, just get, <laughs> like, we don't preach that here. Like, it's, <laughs> oh, man, that could have gone bad, huh? Wow, let's end there. Jesus, we love you. No. <laughs> like a new job and like it's not happening. Why is it not happening? You got to trust and believe that if it's God's will for you, though you can't see it, he's working behind. Can't you see it? Don't you see? And, and there's this beautiful story in the, in the book of Joshua chapter 6. And I actually think this is a perfect example of what God is doing. It's a story of this guy named Joshua, and God is like, Joshua, we're going to step into this new season, this new place. And he said, the, but, but before I give it to you, you got to do something. Joshua was like, God, what? What do you want me to do? And this is in your notes if you, if you got one of those uh, note pieces of paper. And so it's, what do you want me to do, Joshua, or God, what do you want me to do? And God says this, for six days... I want you to walk around the city of Jericho and do nothing. Could you imagine that? Like, I want you to do nothing. So they're walking around every day. One time, they're walking around. Could you imagine being part of that, that, that caravan walking around? Well, this is, I guess this is cool, right? Like, you start off optimistic. Woo, he's giving us this city. He's given us something new. He's given us our day two. Woo, he's given us something new. Day three. Okay, it's new. Where is it? Day four. Wow. Wow, Joshua, you missed it. Day five. I don't even know if I want to walk around the city today. Day six. God, what is happening? Why aren't you doing anything? God, why aren't you giving us this city? Why aren't you? Why aren't you? Why aren't you? Is that just me? God, why aren't you doing this in my life? God, why, why, aren't you, why aren't you opening up this door fast as I want it? God, why are you moving slowly? God, I'm waiting. This is year three. God, why am I still marching around this stupid building? That I, God, what is happening? God, what are you doing? See, but I believe that as they were marching, God was doing something behind the scenes. He was preparing something behind the scenes so that day seven came, they marched around the building, and they shouted. And all of a sudden, the building, the, 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 excuse me, the city walls came down, and they, they conquered what God had given them. They're new. But it wasn't when they saw it. It wasn't what they saw. It wasn't when they wanted. It was in the invisible. It was in the behind the scenes. It was when they couldn't see it. But they were still trusting and they were still obedient, pursuing and waiting to go. I wonder this morning, 2020, if we can start to become obedient to what God is asking, even when it's not how we see it. It's not what we see. So the first one was discomfort number one, invisibility. And so God, again, he's speaking, 
for I'm about to do something new. We've established he wants to do something new. He says, see, I've already begun. Don't you see it? <laughs> like, so uh, he works behind the scenes. And then he goes on in verse uh, 19. He says, I love this. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So here's another, uh, the first reason why we, we, we go from blessings and then we begin to just focus on the blisters. The first one is because it's invisible sometimes. We can't see it. Here's the second reason is that sometimes it just looks impossible. Sometimes it just looks impossible. Because sometimes I can't enjoy my new because all I can focus on is the wasteland in the desert. Sometimes I can't, I can't appreciate the new because of all of the chaos that's surrounding me. See, I don't know what your situation is this morning, but there's often times where we begin to put too much credit, give too much credit to our situation. And when we do that, whatever it is in your context, whatever that situation is, we put so much credit in the magnitude of that situation that we can't even enjoy the new. We can't even enjoy what God is giving us, where God has taken us, what God has placed us in. We just see the situation in front of us like that is impossible. Like, oh, what am I going to do? It's so, it's so hot. Like, what, what am I going to do? How, how am I going to pay this? Or how is this going to be restored? Or how am I going to be healed? And we put so much credit into the situation that all we realize is the, as God put it, the wilderness and the dry wastelands around us. But here's the good news, because I don't want to end there, is that you have access, we believe here at Discovery, you have access to a God of impossibility. And so he is not bound by our circumstances or our situations, but he, like where impossible begins, God's like, thank you. He's taking over. So whatever situation you're going through, I have faith for you that God will do this. Check this out. He says, I'm going to make a pathway through the wilderness. So where, where, there's, where there's all chaos, where there's no direction, he said, I'm going to make a pathway. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guide you. I'm gonna, like where you're confused, I'm going to help you. And then he goes, and I love this part because this probably speaks more to like the picture of, of, of impossibility. He says, in the dry wasteland, so the desert, he's like, I'm going to create rivers. Like where you thought there was no water, I'm going to put some rivers. And I think rivers is plural. I don't know if it's just my translation. But this idea that I'm not just going to put a river, but I'm going to put rivers through your dry wasteland. I, I, I'm going I'm to take what, what all you see is impossible and I'm going to do something if you let me. 
if you allow me. This reminded me of a story in uh, Exodus chapter uh, Exodus chapter 17. And uh, the Israelites, God's chosen people, uh, they, they just were, they just left Egypt and, and they're stepping into their new, their, their new place, their new place of, of hope and their new place of, of, of what God has for them. And uh, they're, they're lost in the wilderness for 40 years. And uh, they get to this place in the wilderness where they, they must have stumbled into some type of desert because the text says, and it's in your notes, the text says like there's no water anywhere. So they're walking in the wilderness. They're walking in this desert. There's nothing to drink and they're thirsty. And they start complaining. They're like, Moses, we're so thirsty. Not desperate, like literally thirsty, right? Like, like God, or Moses, we're so desperate. De- desperate. We're, what? We're so thirsty. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. We're, we're so thirsty. What, could you give us something to drink? And Moses, he, he goes to God, and he's like, God, I, these people are driving me insane. Like they're thirsty and there's no water anywhere. Like, God, what do you want me to do? And on the surface, this seems like a very impossible situation. In the middle of a desert, nothing to do, nothing to drink, no rivers, no, no puddles, puddles, no water. There's no water, okay? There's no water. And they get there. And, and, and God, he, he's amazing because I, I think this just, this just kind of adds to the credit of, of how God works in impossible situations. And he says, Moses, here's what I want you to do. You know that staff that you used, that you have with you? Moses is like, yeah, got it right here. God said this. This is going to sound crazy, right? But it's good because if it sounds like it could happen, then it doesn't seem impossible. So God could have said, hey, Moses, hit that cactus right there, and water will come out. Or he could have been like, Moses, dig a little deeper in this spot right here, and you'll find something eventually. But that doesn't seem too impossible. And so what God says to Moses, he's like, take your staff. You see that rock right there? (laughs) Moses is like, yeah. He's like, I want you to hit that rock. And when you hit that rock, water's going to come out. Oh, if I'm Moses, like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to kind of walk over there just casually and be like. <laughs> right? Like, if it works, yay. If not, I'm not embarrassed, right? <laughs> and so Moses, he takes his staff, and here's what the text says. The scripture says, takes his staff. He hits the rock, and all of a sudden, water comes out of it. And they start drinking out of they, they, they start drinking from the water that's flowing from this rock. Could you imagine being there? There was about at least two million people. That rock flowing with water. And people are like, ah, ah, right? Like they're amazed. They're like, how is this possible? It's not. But with God, 
All things are possible. And so here is this water flowing, providing for God in, a mid, in the midst of a situation that seems impossible. God takes and uses something that doesn't seem likely to be helpful. And I think that's very important. Because sometimes God will use things that doesn't seem like it can help us to make us better. Sometimes God will use things, people in your life that will help in that impossible situation. He used a rock for water. He can use anything. And so I want to encourage you this morning, like, if your situation, whatever you're going through, if it seems impossible... Don't be disheartened. Don't begin to view your new, your blessing as just a bunch of blisters that desires the old and the comfortable and the familiar. Because God wants to do something new in your life. Amen, somebody? Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.